HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid Pairing app, available on Android and Apple devices. This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Your love is chloroform perfume. Just one whiff and you start to swim. Welcome to Love Bites on Heritage Radio Network, where dining and dating collide in New York City. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Raposo. I write about chefs and food all over the world. Uh, you can catch me on everything as wordsfoodart.com. I'm 34, straight and single. And I am Ben Rosenblatt, your other host. I am an actor, writer, musician, and occasional bartender and server. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I am 33, straight and and totally single. In a little bit, we're going to be joined by Lisa Mendelson, the senior PR manager for Avroco. She's single, smart, gorgeous, and oh so fun. Uh, and we're going to chat her up about why she's single and happy about it right now. But Ben, we're both in good moods today. I know. It's awesome. It's great to be in a good mood. Isn't it? We're young and not in love in New York City. And just in New York City in is New one York of the best City. parts. Yeah, we've got, we've got a good life. Um, so, Ben... Yes. Last week on the show, we talked about how you were going on a date with a woman who had been you'd been set up with by another Heritage Radio Network host, and you did not ask her out on a second date. When you and I talked after the date, I know, because we it, talk about things right after they is happen. Isn't it with like each embarrassing other. that I like called you? you as, no, no, as no, no. no. I texted ended. you and I was like, "Hey, how'd it go?" I was like, "Do you if you want to talk about it, I'm here." And I was like, and "Yeah, were, I do. I want to talk." Yeah. So you were debating about it, and we and and I left that conversation thinking you were going to ask her on a second date, but you were on the fence and you decided not to. I wanted to. I really. I well, I wanted to want to. Really, really Why? bad. Why did you want... Cause the, so today we're going to talk on the show about second dates, about making and breaking them, and or about what makes or breaks them, I guess I should say. So why did you want to? I wanted, I wanted to want to. Why? Because when she walked into the bar, like instantly I was like, yes, she was attractive and had just had the type of style and energy that like I am initially drawn to. Okay. And I was attracted to her and i was like i just for some reason i had the feeling like it was going to be a great day and i was going to be really into her and it was just like i just had like positive energy so what happens that what what went away how did that energy go away what was like the biggest the biggest factor well it took a while for me to realize that the person who i 
imagined she was when I first saw her wasn't actually who she was. What specifically do you mean? Um, what did you imagine her to be that she wasn't? Uh, um, you know, we just didn't really connect. So I imagined that she that we would have more fun together. And we had a very pleasant, nice time, but we just never really got into a passionate conversation of so any kind. So it wasn't kind. interesting. It wasn't Which really is hard. interesting. Wait, so she she's not a, she works in at can I say where she works? Uh, she works in a magazine. She works at a for a, a major publication. Ma- a major fashion magazine. But she's not an artist per se. And I think the problem that you and I have is because we're sort of more in the arts world we're 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 interesting. What can I say? Our lives are interesting. Well, and, and to us at least. Sure. And I I thought her actually I thought her job was really interesting. And so I was like, "Oh, yeah, she's going to be interesting." And then like as we as I tried to like chat her up and get into like a good interesting conversation, it's just like she never was really picking up what I was trying to right. throw down and I I don't know if she was trying to throw down anything mm. that I was not kind of getting, but gotcha. that didn't happen either. All right. So. so in all honesty, after we talked about this, I did, I started doing a lot of Googling about like what the interworld, what the interweb world says about how to get a second date. So I read things on eHarmony and match.com and men's health and all that kind of stuff. And it was really funny. how One of the, uh, one of the, the tips uh, is like what makes you interesting focus on that and it's not necessarily your job you know it's not it could be your job but it's not necessarily your job but like you know make figure out interview yourself and what is interesting and that's what you should talk about on a date so were you was she just not you just weren't interested enough or she didn't, didn't know how really, to express it I, maybe she didn't know how to express it i kept like trying to like ask her what she loved about her like what she was passionate about with her work or like what her other passions were and like it just kind of like never she never got excited about anything mm. and so it made it hard for me to get excited about her right um and when like I'm, I'm trying to think like the thing that she kind of like spoke most about was she loves to travel which is great and I love travel as well um, but she kind of like would talk about like how much money she would spend traveling and talked about like how where she is financially at the moment is like hmm. really exciting for her or like I don't know about how she, all the things she can do now that she's financially. <laughs> I mean, in this I would great be very place. excited if I were like financially sound too. But I just, I get, I don't talk about money, right? So and it just like date, wasn't, it, was, it just didn't right, grab well, me. Okay, right? so what so. else? What else about it? Because you did talk about being really attracted to her, and that that being the reason why you might have asked her out on a second yeah, date. Yeah, but, but also like, like the physicality, like our physical chemistry. Not that we needed to be like dry humping on the couch or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with that either. But, Fair enough. Kidding. No, I'm not just but, kidding, but there was just like the physical chemistry never happened. Like there was so th- I didn't I wasn't getting like the eyes from her or I wasn't getting like the come hither look or I wasn't there was no touch okay, like so, the, the leaning in wasn't really kind of happening. So and, let's chat about I found con- uh, contradictory things on the interweb about this. E-harmony, an article on in harmony on e-harmony said feel it out. You know, nobody knows how the other person feels about physicality. So feel it out. Like, you know, put a hand on a knee or whatever. Touch. Like, because otherwise it's going to feel more like a business transaction. So, like, you know, feel it out and be physical. Match.com said something about, like, at the end, do a handshake and maybe a kiss on the cheek. But don't, 
Yeah, it's like, but don't kiss her. Instead, be like, oh, I really want to kiss you, but I want to save it for the next date or something like that. So they had sort of contradictions about how physical you should be on the first date. I require a minimum of a hug to consider you a normal human being right. at the end of a date. But even you know, like, it's I find like... that so, if a guy like put his hand out to like shake my hand at the end of the date... I would definitely feel like I had just been on an interview. I would like any a sexual idea. Just yeah, feels so a handshake and a and peck like, on the cheek. A peck on the cheek can be nice, but you know, a handshake is just like. Well, what about what do you? My where do you banker? Like <laughs> exactly. Well, where do you stand on uh, on like a, on a good night kiss? I but, love a yeah. good night kiss. Um, I I think you know it all depends on what signals you're getting and it it's a case-by-case situation i think if you're getting like the i think we should kiss look or the vibe then yeah going for the kiss i feel like if you're not getting that vibe then it's maybe a little foolish to try to force it um i think anything forced is you know not fun or not right. necessarily appreciated or you know has potential to be unappealing uh but yeah, I mean, if you're into the, if you're like getting the vibe where, if I'm getting the vibe where I want to kiss the person, then it's likely that they are giving that we're sharing that right. vibe. I, I I I agree with you on that. Like um, this article on on from askmen.com, I guess it was originally on Modern Man. Uh, it's got you know some great you are things. So like, well read. I am. I'm so well. I'm so smart today. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> like it has great suggestions. Like ask her questions. Be nice to other people. Be nice to your server. Uh, pick up the tab. Um, and then it goes, go in for the kiss. And I'm just going to read this sentence. Like, Patty, Patty Stan- Stanger, S-T-A-N-G-E-R, sorry, Patty, is the star of Bravo's Millionaire Matchmaker, which I'm sure you already knew since you're a huge fan of the show. That's the writer. That's not me talking. Anyway, she has at least one piece of good advice. At the end of the night, if you don't give your date a romantic smooch, you have severely increased your chances of landing in the dreaded friend zone. I, I honestly, as a lady who who I've gotten up on a soapbox about the whole sex thing in prior episodes of this show. Um, if, I'm dum 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 dum. <laughs> um, if, if I'm feeling a vibe with a guy and he, I would much rather him go in for the kiss than give me like the friend hug at the end of the night. Like, and I fi- I'm finding the older I get, and maybe it's because the vibes that I give out that first date, like goodnight kisses don't happen as often anymore. Where do you stand on... Wait, end of date kisses don't happen Like, anymore? on a first date, they don't... Like, on a first date, an end of date kiss, I feel like so much about primarily online dating, if you're not going to, like, start making out like crazy and go home together, um, that I, the first... Like, the end of the night, like, first... Uh, uh, doesn't happen on a first date. I disagree. Well, I mean, I tend to... If I'm into the person, I go in for a kiss on the end of the, at the end of the first date. So, it's gentlemen just, out there... Ben I, ben, I think, is a great role model for how to treat a lady. Like, we've talked about a lot of things that, that you're shocked that other men do. Like, you don't make a plan on the first date, or you don't communicate fully. Like, you, you're sort of lame. Like, like, I'm yeah, blown ben, away by the ladies, ineptitude. Ladies, Ben is of, really good at this. <laughs> that's why I'm single. <laughs> ben is um, no, but he's a really great gentleman for this. So, yes, men, at the end, if you're getting vibes and you're sexually attracted to her, go in for the kiss, because I will never, I've never, like, been kissed by a guy that I will be like... like no get away from me like even if i'm not that into it i'm a polite person so i'm still going to kiss him back and if i was wavering sexually with a guy and he went in for a kiss and he's good at it i might actually be like oh i didn't think that this guy was pretty sexual but that was a pretty hot kiss right so basically don't be a coward go in kiss the girl if you're into it and obviously, if you're not, then don't. Yeah, I mean, there was a great but, Alan Menken song. Go on and kiss the girl. Wow, 
what's from Little Mermaid? I'm sorry, it just popped in my head. I should stop talking now. Can you give us like, the full course? <laughs> I could. It's the sad thing, but I won't. Um, okay, so you were you were unsure physically with her, um, and I, I didn't was... really connect. But if you had, do you have the second date? Like when do you, when do you ask a girl on a second date? Because this is another thing I think that gentlemen out there can learn something from Ben Rosenblatt. I like to ask for the second date at the end of the first date. If awesome. if, if I know that I definitely want a second date, I like to be like. Hey, I had a wonderful time. I definitely want to see you again. Um, I'll be in touch to make plans. I think that is it's great. typically what I will say. Um, I think, but again, I think it's a thing that you kind of have to feel out on a case by case basis. Right. But it's rare that I feel like I really want a second date and I feel like the other person doesn't. Because if there's no chemistry, if the other person's not feeling it, then the chances are that I'm not really feeling it either. You know, right. like it's very rare that you go out with someone and you're just totally enamored and they're not into you at all. Yeah. Um. So I think asking at the end of the first date is totally appropriate and like uh, the way to go. And then you can take a day. Like I just hate the fact that there's like a two day rule or for some people a three day rule about like you don't at, you don't ask again for two or three days and the idea is that it's going to build anticipate anticipation and i i know that we've we've talked about this and i'm evidently other people do build and like i get more bored as time goes on i, so, I think it's look anticipation is nice and i think it, it's not necessarily it is, like but, waiting a couple days or you know whatever is not necessarily playing a game i think there's a difference between like game playing and like fostering a dynamic that will That's create true, but like, I don't think a lot of guys are genuinely doing it for that I think they're doing it because there's this urban legend of you've got to wait two or three days to build anticipation like if I go out with a guy that I'm really into if he were to text me or call me the next day and say like, I had a really good time last night I'd love to see you again are you free on Thursday or whatever I'd be so much more into him than like two or three days later when honestly I've sort of not moved on dating wise but I've moved like it's not like I'm thinking about a guy for two or I got I got more interesting shit to do than to like pine over a guy for a couple of days and like be the lady in waiting, waiting for him. So I agree with you that if like if a guy asks me out that night you again, never pine over a guy. Ever? Not between a first and second date. It's going to take me a couple more dates at this point. Like in my twenties, maybe like if it was a super hot date. But I also like I don't know. My my dates were a lot wilder and crazier as first dates. Like if if there's a first date you that need, I like, I feel like the guy, you need to go on a wild and crazy. I first do. Date. I really do. But there's I just have I don't know why I've not had that run lately. Um, but I I don't know. I just like I love the whole like if I have a good first date with a guy and he asks me out for a second date that night, I'm going to be a lot more into him. And if I have a meh first date with a guy and he asks me out that night, I'm going to say yes. But it also then if he doesn't follow up for another two days or so, then I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be like, okay, now I have time to figure out how to bow out of this where I can just like take the time to decide whether I want a second date. I just hate when I, when I can tell that it's a fabricated, he waited two days because men think you're supposed yeah, to wait for two days. I guess that's pretty lame. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I w before we, before we finish up the segment, I just want to let you guys know the best thing that I read this week was from men's health. And I just Googled second date, like how to get a second date. And it came up on men's health. Oh, and it's, you need, oh how to get a second. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't for me personally. It was <laughs> for the show. For yourself, it was research day, for the show since we okay. talked about your second right, date. Okay. Uh, Jacqueline has not been on a second date in a couple weeks. Oh. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, now I feel sad about myself for no reason. I, d I haven't wanted to go on a second date there. Uh, anyway, but it's from Men's Health. It's got a great eight part system as far as like 
for men, make a plan. Don't worry too much about the outcome. Be curious. Talk to her. Be curious about, is yeah, huge. Have a, be a good conversationalist. Ask questions and listen. Um, and other points. And and they agree with, lock, sorry, it's a six-point thing. Lock down the second date. Forget the three-day rule is how it, how, how it finishes up. So if you want to hear more, uh, Google men's health, how to get a second date. Well, there you have it from there Jacqueline. There you have it. Um, well, speaking of you know, this setup and of you having maybe a sexy first date, I'm just going to throw this out there that there's now appears to be potentially another setup on the way. Uh, I know. I'm of, uh, this time. A listener that wants to hook Jacqueline up with a friend. So hopefully uh, cha, cha, next cha. week we will be able to get into that a little bit. Right now, however, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to welcome Lisa Mendelson to the show. She is super cute. I'm just like totally enamored with her right now. So stick around for that. But first, enjoy a quick little break and some smooth tunes from Keto. helps to bring profitability to local orchards while reviving heirloom apple varieties by cultivating awareness of craft cider. Cider Week connects cider makers from New York State and select pioneering guest cideries outside the state to buyers from top restaurants, bars, and retail shops across New York City. Those culinary tastemakers, in turn, help increase consumer awareness of cider's pleasures by hosting public events, tastings, dinners, classes, and pairings that build appreciation and demand for regional ciders. If you're listening to this show, you've probably used Tinder, you've probably used OkCupid, and maybe you're bored of these human dating apps. Want to play matchmaker with some more interesting couples? Food couples? Say, drinks and cheese? Well, you can now with the Wisconsin Cheese Cupid app. What beverage complements your cheese? What cheese complements your beverage? Wisconsin Cheese Cupid has the answer. Just choose beverage or cheese in need of a soulmate, and Wisconsin Cheese Cupid will do the rest. Feeling a bit adventurous? Pairing Roulette will create a random yet perfectly delicious pairing for you. So if you're sick of swiping left and right, put aside the dating struggles and make a match that'll satisfy even the loneliest of the lonely. Go to CheeseCupid.com or find Cheese Cupid in the App Store. Happy matchmaking. Oh my god, I just fell in love with that app. Great app, great ad. Yeah, yeah. Cheers to our producer, Jack Ginsley, for that. He's got this super sexy radio voice that I sort of have a crush on itself. Like, it's, yeah, that was a I great I think you've ad. mentioned that you have a crush I, on his I voice like every it. single show. Um, that we no, have, I don't think so. I mentioned it on the show. I think I mentioned it on Twitter. But yeah, so, so my hat's, hat's off to Jack Ginsley's super sexy radio voice. Um, oh, we're back <laughs> with Lisa Mendelson. She uh, is the senior PR manager for Avrico, one of our favorite design and restaurant groups. Uh, so she oversees all media relations for the company, including including Genuine Soubrette and the very incredibly new Genuine Liquorette down on Grand Street in Chinatown. Get thee to Genuine Liquorette. It is awesome. Um, and other stunning restaurants, of course, from Chef Brad Farmery, who's super talented, including Public and Saxon and Parole, 
Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. And I like the little dance you just did. Like, I'm the bomb. Yeah, like, yeah, my restaurant. No, Jacqueline wrong. was turning it out. She said what I would have well, said. Well, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Lisa. We've worked together before. And Avroco's restaurants are stunning and Thank ridiculously you. delicious, too. Brad is in- insanely talented. So, Lisa... Tell me. You are you are single right now. I am. It's and true. how do you feel about being single as a thirty something New York professional woman? Oh God, the the quintessential question, is it not? Um <laughs> I mean like most She things- sounds so smart already. <laughs> quintessential. The quintessential question. You, can you not? say that with a British accent, please? <laughs> quintessential. Oh, there you go. It's the whiskey um, talking already. See, whiskey <laughs> makes you feel smarter as well as feel better. Yeah. Um like all things in life, I think there's good and bad, right? Um, but generally right now I feel really great about it. Um, why? Because, so I'm, I'm 31 and I think in my twenties I made it my mission. I was kind of like, I'm going to find somebody and I'm going to get married and we're going to have kids. And you know, you have this kind of dream in your mind, this fantasy of what you always thought of as a little girl. And then I got into my thirties and I was just kind of like, I had a lot of friends maybe getting divorced um, and things yeah. you hear bad relationship stories and that's not a good reason but you start to kind of realize that single life isn't so bad it's like not, especially in New York we've got so much yeah. stuff to do and you know how to do it you know like I, I do my own thing. I know how to live my life. Like I got it. I got it going on. And uh, this year, particularly, I was very focused on just kind of being happy, um, hanging out with my friends, hanging out with people that I love, doing my job that I am crazy about. Um, so, and it's it's made a, an amazing difference. And it's not to say that I'm want to be single forever. I'm certainly course, looking for love, but uh, it's not it's not my main focus anymore. It's just being happy is well, the, the key. The last time you and I hung out, we went to Genuine Liquorette. The second date was open, and y'all were a little bit uh, a little bit weighed down by the night before, <laughs> where your company had sort of opened it and we're drinking a lot, but you all were there, and then you rallied, and we had a, a delicious uh, evening. Wait, weighed down I've, meaning like hungover? No. Yeah, yeah was, like everybody, everybody, oh. everybody that night was looking a little, a little like green, scrappy. like yeah. yellow skin, but still starting toasted. to drink again yeah. because that's what you do in this industry. Right. Uh, have you ever dated somebody that you've worked with, chef, manager, designer, other publicists? Not that I have worked with, no. Um, oh, but you, but that smirk makes us think that maybe somebody else in the industry that you have not worked with. Yeah, no, I mean, yes, for sure. I have. I am a little notorious for. Um, meeting bartenders and dating them. Bartenders specifically? Yes, because I find it easy to be at a bar and have a conversation. That's a really easy way to start a conversation with somebody rather than the guy across the room at some random bar who's with a group of his friends for you to go up and be like, Hey, what's sure. going on? You've got an automatic in, right? So that's that's happened a lot, and for that's me, a skill sure. I think too to be able to like chat someone up like that. And also a slight difference too between like being a guy and a girl. I feel like it's m- more likely for the girl to get a date with the guy bartender than for the guy to get a date with a girl bar. Like a girl, bar- sure. a good looking yeah. girl bartender is just getting like. Taunt. Hit on yes. all night long. And I just like, see yeah, you later. I bartended yeah. for a while, and I was so glad that I had a boyfriend that I could and I I could flat out say no and have an excuse because it's it, it really is gross how does that work out bar. for you like do you like dating bartenders well, it doesn't so. oh well all right <laughs> no i mean I've so had is that a, lot a pattern of... you're changing or are you still kind of like on the prowl for bartenders no not necessarily i um you know i've had a lot of fun it's it's ranged from uh one night stands to 
crazy, just like fun dating. I don't, it's been everything. I mean, in the end, nothing's really worked out. Um, I don't know why. I, mm. I chalk it up now to bad luck. I think luck makes a lot of things in this world. So maybe that's just me putting blinders on. I don't know. But um, I, yeah, no, I'm not specifically seeking out bartenders. I think it just suits my personality. I, I'm a publicist, so I, I do talk to everybody. But there's a shyness about me when it comes to just kind of unnatural mm. um, going up to someone randomly to be like, hey, I think you're really int-. like that just feels very unnatural to me. So the bartender situation, if you're sitting at a bar, there's a natural in there. Like, well, you so said. could you potentially go out with somebody that you work with or more, you know, more related to your job because you're already like you know, schmoozing for what you do and for their, you know, their product, whether it's sure. the designer or the chef. So you're yeah. not like, you're not against it. It just nope. doesn't happen. Yeah. I think it depends. I'm, I was talking to Ben earlier and I was saying, you know, I'm very, I don't see a lot of boundaries and I think that a lot of people right. do in life. Um, and so I'm open to a lot of things. I think the issue that I've experienced is that a lot of other people have boundaries, you know, right. they're, they're not willing to go that way because you work together because, um, you're in the industry even. Um, so I'm certainly open to it. I mean, I am a professional through and through still, and I don't, I never want to hinder a work relationship. That's super important to me. But you know, if it's, if it's someone that you worked with in the past, for example, or you're not really working together anymore, it's a, that's a different kind of ball. And I guess it depends on who the person is too. Like I will admit I have slept with a couple of gentlemen in our industry, um, who I'm still friends <gasps> with. Oh my goodness, my mother is rolling and we're not, I was, yeah, my mother's not happy right now. Sorry, mom. Um, but yeah, no, only a couple and I st- I've worked with them and I still work with them. Like there's, cause part sure. of my thing is like, this is not going to get in the way of our work, right? And I think with certain people you can do that with probably certain others you can't. Absolutely. And it helps that like I'm, I'm friends with them too. We just happen to work together. Um, but yeah, so I think as long as the people are cool about it and you're cool, especially if it comes just to sex too, that you own that like, hey, we're, we've been out drinking and we're friends and yeah, we work together, but our work is social. And so, you know, what's the big deal, right? Totally. So whether it's a bartender or maybe a chef or someone who you work with or someone else, what kind of guy are you looking for? Like, what are the qualities that a guy needs to have to get with Lisa Mendelssohn? Oh my god, it's such a hard question. It's the, it's the one thing that when I'm asked, it's so hard to say. You don't want to sound cliche, right? You're like, right. Oh, I want him to be funny and really attractive and athletic and all those things. It's like, yes, but um, I don't know. When it comes down to it now, and maybe this sounds really like baseline, foundational, but. You know, at some point, you want a guy who, A, is looking to be in a relationship because that's hard. It is, especially at our age with divorced people. We've talked about this on the show before. Like, it's hard with people who are really ready for something. For sure. But maybe also you mentioned before you don't necessarily want children, too. Right. So that's a hard line, too, because a lot of guys in their 30s want children. Right. And so you're you're balancing kind of in your 30s, you're balancing a little bit more weight. Right. Um, So for me, it's like. I mean, not that that's the end all be all, but, you know, to, for starters, like he needs to want to be in a relationship like the casual thing for me. If it happens, it happens. I'm not going to be all crazy about it, but it's not what I'm looking for. And the second thing is just like a really kind hearted guy. Mm. I mean, I've been out with jerks, man. Like and for me working in the hospitality industry, one thing that makes me crazy is that if you're out to drinks or if you're out to dinner, um, the way that they treat the service it's staff. It's huge, yeah. 
It's it is a total I deal am, breaker again, for me. A, another thing I'm just totally baffled by is how can a guy go out on a date and treat the server like an, a jerk? Yeah, like, what well, the it's not fuck? even treating him like a jerk, just like not not taking it as a person. Yeah. yeah, like not making eye contact, not saying thank you. The same way if you go to CVS and you don't look at the person who's who's ringing you up, like just looking at people a, as people. A person who is nice to you. But not nice to servers or the people who are, you know, there to make their life easy or just anyone else who's around them is actually not a nice person. Right. Right. It's, well, a, refle- it's a poor reflection yeah, on you. And, Absolutely. and it means that they're not like, since we're all in this industry and, in, you know, in some capacity, we also know that the people who are serving you food or pouring you drinks have a very dynamic life of their own. Like there's, it's not like For your sure. bartender's sole purpose. The only thing they do <laughs> is wake up, drink coffee and come to ser- pour you whiskey. Like they are right. human beings. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and in many times they have lives outside of their service right. profession. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're they, probably more interested interesting than yours maybe possibly so it's it's a big pet peeve but yeah for me i mean there are basic starters and i think it's sad to say it out loud but it's kind of true especially in the city and i'm sure in other cities it's the same way you know just that that's what you're looking for get to brass tacks right love it um to to give a shout out to Africa, which of your restaurants right now do you think is like the best first date place? Because they're really beautiful spaces. If you have not been to Saxon Pearl or Public or Gen- the Genuine Restaurants, like they all have great personalities. The food is all amazing. Which would you say though, if you're trying to impress somebody on a first date, which which place would you take them to from your it's clients? It's so tough. I mean, for me, in my mind, exactly as you said, it personalities. Right? They all have very specific personalities. But if it were me. I'm going to the daily for the daily. first date. And we haven't been there. We haven't. I have, sorry, I, we haven't been there together. <laughs> we haven't you been and I have been already. on a date there together. No, we haven't. But we have been to public, and the daily is um, its sister bar, so they're attached. Oh, that's the front space. It's what, the space on the left when you go into What yeah, makes public. it such a good date spot? It is um, this very interesting combination of intimate and fun. And I... With Avroco Spaces, I, I've I've been a fan of their work forever, and I'm just very lucky to get to work for them. But um, they do an amazing job of combining elements and emotions that I, I don't yeah. really see much uh, out there. And um, so the Daily does – you walk in there, and they've got maybe some hip-hop playing, something that feels lively, but then you – sit into one of their low leather booths and you look around this low the lighting's always perfect little candles yes, on the warm. table very warm you feel cozy doesn't matter if it's 90 degrees in the summer it's just it it kind of inspires romance i think it um it inspires conversation you're comfortable the drinks are phenomenal um what's the address so people can find it it's 210 elizabeth 210 elizabeth yeah it's beautiful it's a good neighborhood yeah it's a great neighborhood um so so for our final little segment here last week we talked about things that we loved or hated that we read saw we're going to in the food or dining worlds so did you bring something to share i did with our readers yeah so this issue of gq did a humongous spread on um, the 50 best things to eat or drink right now and a little Mm. shameless self-promotion. The 
copper juice cocktail from Genuine Super Red and Avrica oh. Restaurant is gracing the first photo oh, spread of the page. Appealing photo. <laughs> but um, I was actually listening to this segment last week, and uh, Jamie was saying how frustrating it is when guys ask you out, but then they don't make a plan, and maybe it's yes. because they're nervous that you intimidated. Yeah. Well, this is, it's not the only resource, but this is one really great resource, gentlemen. If you are taking a hospitality lady out, um, it just talks about trends, restaurants, food trends, chef trends, um, just to give you some ideas. Awesome. And you, you can get it at, you can pick it up on newsstands now or you can get it at GQ.com. Thank awesome. you. You go now. Okay. Uh, so my pick is from the November 1st issue of New York Times Magazine. It's not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. It's uh, the, the title of the issue is called In, Lost, In Search of Lost Foods. And there is a beautiful article by Francis Lamb. He is an amazing food writer and editor uh, called What Edna Lewis Knew, who's sort of like the first mother of bringing Southern food to the table um, uh, from a while back. So, so I just want to read a quick quote about... Her cookbook, The Taste of Country Cooking, that just the whole article is beautiful and worthy and worthy of reading. But uh, about the cookbook, Francis says it is a story of refinement, not in the fine China sense, but in the sense of being meticulous and careful about the way the people of Freetown raised and grew and trapped and foraged and prepared their food because their lives were worth that. The pleasure of that was due to them. It's just a really beautiful article about this woman. So, uh, yeah, so I just grab the issue, please. I went the love route on uh, Mm -hmm. what I uh, am going to bring to the table here. I'm reading, I'm an actor, so probably for the billionth time, I'm rereading Romeo and Juliet. Oh, it's still my favorite. That's what got me into acting all those years (laughs) ago. Yeah, I played Juliet when I was a senior in high school and then my first professional show. Um, Well, it's just, I mean, obviously considered potentially to be one of the greatest love stories it is the greatest love time. story of all time with just a terribly dark ending Ugh. um if but, you haven't read it spoiler if you don't alert. know what happens in <laughs> romeo and juliet it is not happy um but uh very romantic, just, very romantic so romantic but i'm just reminded of like the perils of the type of love and the type of um passionate intense um yeah. ferocious longing and infatuation and feelings that like I love to have and like it's kind of this like weird you know uh, dynamic reading it because I love and I want to have passionate feelings for Mm -hmm. someone and I want a love that is like deeply burning Um, but as Shakespeare warns us you know that always isn't necessarily the best thing and so Anyway, it's just I'm reminded of that again in reading Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, um, I think I love the line like um, he stumbles that moves fast. What is it? it's the exact line? It's the friar. It's like wisely and slow they stumble that run fast or something like that. And that's like such a beautiful thing about love. Like wisely and slow they stumble that run fast. But the whole play is about running fast. True, and but there's something yeah. also amazing about like having that like intense feeling I and know. and then operating slowly on it which like, hopefully is your 30s that's hopefully our 30s there like you go feelings okay. um really quickly before we go i'm gonna put our guest on the spot oh. here um God. oh she's she doesn't know what's <laughs> coming uh-oh i didn't sell it um i kind of have a little crush on you do you want to go out with me next week I would love to. Yay! Oh, oh Jacqueline's doing a happy dance. <laughs> so am I. These are my friends. Yay! Okay, cool. Everybody's blushing now in this room. Oh, Yay. we knew we were gonna have a good show today. We knew we were gonna have it. Yeah, we walked. We all three of us walked to be like, I'm in a good mood today. So. All right. Well, we'll dis- we'll discuss details when the 
when the recorder goes off. And I will bring you the scoop next week, people. Um, so <laughs> Hopefully yeah. it's good. Hopefully it's, they're both so cute right now. Um, so yay, that is our show for today. Um, come back next week. We're going to have another awesome show with Lauren Resler. She's the pastry chef for Empeon Restaurants. And she just had a baby with her husband, Chef Alex Stupak, a couple months ago. Uh, we love the little taco prince. He's so cute, Mr. Jackson. So they're coming to join us next week. Until then, our theme song is Chloroform Perfume by Ben Rosenblatt's band No Denial. It's very badass. Our engineer today was super sexy voice Jack Inslee. Uh, our sponsor was the was Jack's laughing and, and blushing out there too now. Um, our sponsor was that awesome Wisconsin Cheese Cupid app. Thanks so much to all of them. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, it is the season of giving and it's also the season for thinking about your taxes in January. We love you, uh, all of us here at I'm Heritage not Radio. About my taxes. <laughs> we love you, all of us here at Heritage Radio. <laughs> love what we get to do. So please visit heritageradionetwork.org. Click on the beating heart. Donate to support public radio out of Bushwick, Brooklyn. Uh, we'd really, really appreciate it. Toss love bites in when you make your little comment there. We'd love you for it. Thanks so much to listening, for listening. We will be back next week right here on heritageradionetwork.org. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Sacred, sacred.